I could do a game show uh, entry. We are uniquely queued up for game show right now. We have the three yeah. sound bites that we need <laughs> to accomplish that. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mock Stars Podcast. I'm here with today's contestants, Jordan Garcia. Hey, thanks for having me on, Frank. It's an honor. Shout out to the folks at home back in Wyoming. Everybody's from Wyoming on these shows. And come on down, Christopher Ritter. Howdy. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Fuck y'all. Stuffed. Absolutely stuffed. Wow. Let's have a, one more time for me. Oh, thank you. And Chris? Hey, guys. Oh. The crowd loves it. Ouch. Wow. wow. All right. <laughs> and on today's episode, we're talking about a couple things. But before we talk about those things, you can find all of our social media uh, links and stuff below in the description. And be sure to follow, subscribe, yeah. like, thumbs up, comment. Help us out with that algorithm. We love to interact. I'm hustling on that Instagram, y'all. Evan's hustling on that YouTube channel. Hit that follow. And you guys can look forward to more content from the Mock Stars as we start to set forth a content calendar. Uh, and you can look forward to live streaming of deck techs and profiles. And just overall, in general, we're working on getting a lot like live camera feed for the podcast itself. Leveling up that content, y'all. Oh, yeah. Uh, any pregame actions for you boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we are talking about main topic is going to be all the releases coming up in 2023. There's some hot freaking drops, but first I got to talk about a pregame action that I have, and that is some juicy and hello updates. We did some deck techs that we're working on last week. We played a bunch of games. They went okay. You got stuff. I got freaking stuff, man. <laughs> and we're here next week. This is how magic works, y'all. Uh, so a few things I found out. You don't need nearly as many creatures as I thought in this deck. I have so many creatures in a spell slinger deck. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're drawing a lot of fucking creatures that do nothing. Hey, you always hit that casualty, though. You always, you always have the casualty ready. I do... What I found is I do really like this deck, and that's why I'm putting a little more time into it. I think I've got about 15 slots in and out today, uh, so I'm excited to do some more testing. Um, but yeah, so cutting creatures for more instant sorceries, obviously, but more focusing on specifically card draw, just kind of keeping that velocity going. Anytime you can twin a card draw spell, it just gets kind of nutty. Did you, like, that ghoulish, ghoulish procession card oh, yeah. like that you played out was yeah. actually sick? Yeah. It netted you a lot. Ridiculous. Of, a lot of zombies. Yeah. But you had no spells to cast yeah. and to take advantage well, of. Well, that's it. the thing I'm finding like, out is like those th type of effects are just actually so cracked that you don't need a lot of them or a ton of creatures to support it. Yeah, you were saying they're like, well, I could start pressuring life totals with them, but then they kill themselves. Yeah, like literally, you know, they I sacrifice themselves. <laughs> they can't block. <laughs> <laughs> so I, unless I'm actually sacking them to a casualty, they're fucking useless. Yeah, it just looked like you had a board. I, yeah, you it did. looked very you intimidating, did. but I had nothing going on the majority <laughs> of the game, actually. Yeah, I mean, with the deck, you can do a lot of things. 
but there should be a point to doing those things. Yes. Ultimately. Like, you know, and a lot of my decks are working to getting to having a point to doing the things that I do. Um, so I am trying out just a little more card draw, a little more velocity, if you will. And uh, the one th- the other thing Ev and I were laughing about that I'm trying now is the value breach. You know, like I love Grixis and CDH and stuff. So I play Underworld Breach all the time. But, you know, I'm trying to step back a little bit, a little less crazy, crazy. Uh, for a more casual table and so you know it's like breach is one deck card i admit it i think it is honestly the most busted card in the it's in the, such a great value card it's like amazing. i made some value plays with it you did time. i mean like that's what like the joke you've leaned over after we had the conversation as you did and it was like value breach works great and i'm like yeah it's actually really yeah. good because i just found there were some times all the shit i needed was in the graveyard and it's just like i'm not winning the game off of it i just need to exile three cards and pay two additional mana to cast this one more time mm-hmm. so I can draw some cards or something like an honest to goodness draw two. Yep. Yeah. I actually, so, uh, even though this is, this is your, your spotlight, Hit me. I do have a card that I think is perspective and I think people could actually buy into it cause I think it's about to see a spike. <sighs> Not financial advice. what you got? It is a one in a red enchantment called share the spoils Ooh. from adventures in the forgotten realms. It says, when Share the Spoils enters the battlefield or an opponent loses the game, exile the top card of each player's library. During each player's turn, that player may play a land or cast a spell from among cards exiled with Share the Spoils, and they may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell. When they do, exile the top card of their library. Whoa. So So everybody gets one pot, though. Every yeah, it's one pot yeah. where all the cards go in, and I'm actually thinking this has place in high power. It gives everyone access to all these cards. So it's right? when somebody loses the game, yeah, or, or it's when it enters the battlefield, you exile the top card, right? Of everyone, or when it, yeah, everyone's library, or when a player loses the game, uh, that happens again, right? Oh, uh, okay, okay. And it also happens when one spell is played from the pot. And right. by only the person that takes from the pot fills the pot back. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I think it's kind of a fun card, honestly. So I think that, you know, if you play that in your Inhalo deck, you know, it's just like you flip everyone's top card and then all of a sudden you're looking at a lot of sorceries, <laughs> yeah. a lot of instants that you could potentially copy, Yeah, Yeah, know? for sure. That is a sick find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one in a red too. Pretty low cost. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking about playing it in Zakama because I think that getting access to a CDH, no one wants the cards I'm playing. Right. right, because my yeah, deck it's actually is so, pretty funny. Like, refined. Yeah, so uh, if I can play everyone else's cards, that's actually pretty fucking yeah. solid for me. That's pretty funny. I like that. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll look at it. Share the spoils. Check that card out. Um, yeah. So adding more recursion, I added that, and there is. Uh, I'm I've taken out some of the spell slingery, or I guess the spell twenty stuff that isn't in hello focused. It just feels like it's not necessary, especially when you have like the reverberate type of effects where you have to cast that to twin the next spell but then Anhelo only sees the first spell you cast each turn so now you're stuck in this weird thing of do I twin my twinning spell to only get three copies and it just seems kind of unnecessary and like what are we doing here Uh, so I'm taking a lot of that out but there is one new twinning spell I'm very excited to add to this and it is from All Will Be One do you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh there was a twinning spell in all it is mercurial spell dance. oh yes. uh, yeah 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 okay yeah. i am yeah. very excited to add this card to the mix it uh has two power it has two power and it says whenever you cast a non-creature spell it gets an oil counter then whenever it deals combat damage to a player you can remove two oil counters from it and 
copy the next instant or sorcery you cast this turn. So there's totally a world in which I just sack it the first time I get that trigger off, giving me two uh, twins because I'll be able to cast or sack it to my end hello trigger. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. But as yeah. a whole, like just kind of any of those like instant sorcerers that just say copy a spell, and I took Ral out as well. It's just like it just doesn't feel good enough when Anhelo just does that instinctually out of the command zone. Yeah. I just wanted to make the deck actually a little better. In terms of like refining decks in general, you, the first thing you can do is get rid of a lot of win more stuff. Yes, exactly. You, know? you don't need to reinforce the thing that you already have access to in the command zone. Yeah. Like your whole deck is built around having access to Right. Redundancy is nice, but there is a certain point where it's just slowing you down and mm-hmm. like you could ha- there's you're taking up spots for better cards yeah and i think that's where i was at so i'm excited to try it out tonight we'll see what happens maybe i get my ass kicked once again um but speaking of afr and D, do you guys see that there is a new mechanically unique secret layer coming out uh yeah yes yes i did we got to talk about it because these are commanders that we're going to be seeing maybe in high-powered competitive CDH? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't know if you'll see it. Probably not, yeah. but that's going to be the headline on our YouTube title. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of like room for this to be played, least cards to be played in a uh, mid-tier. Like uh, If you're playing like fives and sixes, these are perfect. These are like really fun, flavorful commanders. Uh, so let's just kind of get into it and like talk about what these cards are. Yeah, which, one are you, which ones are you into? I'm really into uh, Edgin and Forge, so I'll read those two. Edgin Larcenist Lutenist. Wow, you said it right the first time. It took me like five times to say that. <laughs> All right, so it is. A, uh, he's a bard. He says, each non-land card in your hand without foretell has foretell. Its foretell cost is equal to its mana cost reduced by two. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, go target creature and opponent controls. Uh, love it. Love the goad mechanic here, and I've always wanted um, Dream Devourer, or is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to be like a commander, and here it is. It's just not in the right colors. Uh, also, I mean, I, I, I think it is in the right colors. It's exactly the right, no. right colors. Spellslinger. I, yeah, I just wanted it to like have black in some, some shape or form. Uh, also, notably, it is Chris Pine, the commander. Yeah. Is Chris Pine's face. If you want Chris Pine in the command zone... You can do that now. You can have Chris Pine in the command zone and Chris Pratt in your deck. <laughs> do things right. Whoa. <laughs> you got to build it the right way. Yeah. Just an- enough years of secret layers being out and you just have a fully Chris deck. Jeez. One day. That is your deck. Uh, and then the next one is Forge Neverwinter Charlatan. Uh, I, he's just human something. I can't remember exactly what it is. But uh, he has Menace and Ward of Sacrifice a Creature. Forge gets plus two plus O for each treasure you control. Whenever one or more players sacrifice one or more creatures, you create a tapped treasure token. This ability only triggers once per turn. Yeah, this is a pretty cool mono black commander here. I think, um, it, yeah, it's almost like drawn up for you. There's a certain point where they start creating a design where you put enough words and it's like in a particular sequence there that where it says, "This is Flesh Brag Marauder." dot deck like all of those effects now go into this because it just it makes it so that you're creating treasures like crazy Mm -hmm. and sort of like creating this weird voltron strategy um put them out there get a bunch of treasures yeah i mean there's tons of support for like weird support for treasures in black like between Mm -hmm. ruthless necromancer revel and riches 
Um, there's got to be a handful of things like that where there's not really enough to build around it, I think. Uh, but if you were going to, you now have a commander for I it. I mean, there is actually a mono-black win con that exclusively cares about treasures. Yeah, Revel and Riches. Revel and Riches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Soul Shatter would be good here, too, because it's like... Totally great. Each opponent sacrifices, what, greatest power, or is it greatest command... Or uh, mana cost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I mana think for this value. commander to really... Uh, be worthwhile and be pushed like it, it, you got to get rid of that once per turn thing oh 100 yeah. yeah i could see this being in like like pretty much most turgrid decks you know that kind mm-hmm. of vibe tiny bones maybe uh if you're doing that kind of thing nath i feel like this would be off the fucking chain if they said it, if it was more than once per turn whenever yeah. one or more players sacrifices a creature Create a, tra- a tapped treasure. Yeah, I mean, you throw it, throw it in braids or throw braids in the 99. And, but, like, yeah. it's a tapped treasure. So, like, why does it have to be once per turn? Yeah, exactly. At worst, some, you'll go off next turn. Right. You have a full turn cycle I, to be stopped. I make you all sacrifice three creatures. I make, you know, nine treasures all tapped past the turn. Like, that's not even that bad. If I can... And it's only each trigger. You don't actually only create... If you're like, you each sacrifice a creature, you each sacrifice... Oh, one a or creature. more player sacrifices one or more creatures. Yeah, so you get you create three treasures in total. So, but it's God. one or more players. So you can do it to yourself. So you can create loops where you're, oh, I'm going to create an infinite number of tapped treasure tokens, and then... It's for each instance of sacking. Yeah, it, it's the instance. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there was a different way to make this a little more interesting mechanically without while still balancing it. Well, it'd be like you could loop the uh, Gravecrawler, like Gravecrawler Phyrexian Altar loop yeah. or whatever, and then just like uh, if Morbid Opportunist didn't say once per turn, you know, it's like then you create a loop where it's like, oh, I just draw my whole library. Yeah. So. Um, also, just the last, card, last thing I want to say about Forge, it's freaking Hugh Grant. Yeah, it's Hugh Grant on a magic card. How far we've come. I would much rather have Hugh Grant in foil than Chris Pine in foil. Yeah, there's there's a uh, how many cards in total from this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven cards, seven new mechanically unique legendary creatures coming out for the set, all resembling characters from the new upcoming movie Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And I guess uh, there'll be more information on this. There have only been a few leaks. We have all the like text here on the cards. Uh, there is Zank Paladin Unbroken. Which this guy is I like. A mono white double strike or as you control have enchant or have exalted. I think that's going to be so good. Yeah, I think that's a really cool uh, thing. Simon, Wild Magic Sorcerer. The actor who plays Simon, I feel like he is, his name is Simon in all movies. <laughs> Like he just looks like a Simon. I can't. I, who plays him? Uh, let me just show you a picture of him because he was the main. Definitely looks like a Simon. Yeah, he was the main actor in Detective Pikachu. He was like the kid that was in Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy has Simon vibes. Big yeah, Simon energy. Yeah, yeah. big <laughs> big Simon energy is right. Uh, and that's whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value three or greater. Roll a d twenty. One through nine, each player draws a card. Ten through nineteen, you draw a card. And if you roll a nat 20, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Okay, this just seems fun as like a mono blue mage deck. Like, it's not going to be a good deck, and you're going to probably annoy a lot of people. <laughs> but it's just like, it offers you the... Op- well, maybe you won't, because it has this political aspect, right? Where everybody gets to draw a card. I mean, if you're playing mono blue, you're there to annoy people. Already. Yeah, so. but I don't know. I'm just picturing some wholesome, like, Timmy magic player just like... 
being a wizard, rolling a d20 every single time you cast a spell. Yeah, why not? It sounds hella annoying. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> you're rolling the d20, you're getting draw, card draws, but I think there's like also, you. it's a commander that lets you cantrip on like almost every spell you cast. Which I is, mean, it's three CMC minimum, right? To act three or greater. Three or greater. Three or, I thought it was three yeah. or less, so it's not like you can just yeah. be higher enough cantrips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I mean, so there's, you get all the there's decent cards that you can play in that range. Yeah, like, it encourages uh, you to yeah. Play a little spicier build, honestly. Yeah, fierce guardianship, force of will, <laughs> force negation. You guys are going so hard. I'm talking. I'm talking casual magic, or here. even like thirst for knowledge, uh, things Thank like you. that. You intuition. Hey, there you go. Intuition, extremely casual card. Yeah. Very, very good. I would love to cantrip off that if you can copy it. Not that nat twenty. <sighs> All right, I have to retract what I said. There's not seven cards. There's six. There's one that transforms yes there's dorich nature's warden on the front side a human druid vigilance when dorich enters the battlefield search your library for a forest card put it onto the battlefield tapped then shuffle whenever dorich attacks you may pay one in a green if you do transform her into dorich owlbear avenger with vigilance and trample when this creature transforms into uh owlbear avenger other legendary creatures you control get plus two plus two and gain trample until the end of the turn at the beginning of your upkeep transform dorich and wow. most notably the owlbear avenger is a six six vigilance trample on the other side it's like a Three three vigilance. Yeah, three, That's three. nice. Ramp plus a repeatable overrun effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next we have uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Relentless Rager. Uh, it's Olga, Relentless Rager. It is Michelle Rodriguez on a magic card. <laughs> uh, with haste, Olga must be blocked if able whenever uh, Olga, 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 I'm just going to say Olga, attacks each creature you control. Uh, the age is silent. <laughs> Each creature you control attacking a player gets plus one plus zero oh until end of turn for each creature that player controls. Whoa. Really Rager. punishing creature decks. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Rage so hard. All right. All that's, right. That's it for our pregame actions. That's a secret. Pretty chill. We went through all those cards. That's a pretty chill. Super chill. Um, we have actually one last pregame action. Chris, you bought something spicy. I want to hear about it. What'd oh, you get? Oh, I uh, bought some just light spin down counters. Uh, not spin downs. Uh, uh, <laughs> just classic D20. <laughs> yeah, I bought some D20s. Woo! Big news. It's the uh, spice of life. No, off it. I bought some uh, some life counters so we can save some phone batteries. Um, yeah. It is always, yeah. It always, is always the person. Like when you get together with your buds. It is always the one person who is making that sacrifice to throw their phone out in the middle and uh, just say, "I'm not texting anyone. I'm not looking at my phone this whole time. Yep. Just you know, this is I'm contributing you know, to this experience. Probably will be dead on my way home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're uh, welcome, guys. Mucho preach, mucho yeah. preach. Yeah, I still think there's uh, a world of to grow within the products offered to Magic players mm -hmm. as far as just like. You know, like a little apparatus or unit that sits in the middle and keeps track of the commanders and the life and the counting. Everything I've seen so far is either it's free for all. Everybody brings their own kit and whatever they want to deal with. Or it's like just nothing that's good enough to entice people to have all four people use the same product. You know what? I and I look all the time and I have yet to find a uh, command zone or four person commander life counter command zone situation, mm -hmm. which you think should exist doesn't exist at all pretty no. much uh and there should be a decent one right 
There should be like a spot for like everybody to have their, like their commander nice yep. placed and framed. It, it well, tracks number of casts. It tracks, yes. you know, you get three D20s on each side, yep. so you can just track all the commander damage. Yeah, I I hate to burst your bubbles here, but like they have made products like that in the past, even at Card Kingdom, like at Mox, they have these little play mats. Yeah. I used to have one, but they're trash. We're talking yeah. about good ones. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So the concept has existed. Concept the, totally exists. Um, yeah, there. Okay, so we're looking at something that can be uniformly used amongst all that players. you would enthusiastically buy yes. instead of reluctantly. Yeah, I'm picturing like something that's maybe like 3D printed, so there's yeah. like textural components yeah. to it, you know, yep. not just like a mat on top of all of our mats. Because definitely there are some like personal uh, commander, uh, command zone, life counter situations. But then again, we're back on, you know, getting everyone on the same page right. and having something that, you know, is designed optimally to be placed at the center of four play mats. That's what I want. Placing everyone too far away. Right. And I don't want to be like huge or like taking over mats. Now we have less mat space Mm -hmm. and stuff. I want to be like pretty small and compact. Like that mat that you're talking about was too big. It was too big and it over, you don't want anything that's going to overlap your mat. No, but if you had something that just like, if everybody's like, all right, put them three inch space between everybody's mats and it perfectly fits, whether you know it runs down the line just dead center what the fuck ever and it just like i don't know we can maybe product design this to put it up on our patreon or kickstart it whatever but uh yeah i just think in general like there's just a world that we can expand on in like products for magic players Mm -hmm. that just doesn't like it's like two people it's like two companies making stuff for us right now yeah, you're really, it really is. It's Ultra Pro and it's uh, Dragon Shield, pretty much. That like, are, and they're still small and like just kind of right now clawing their way up. Yeah, yeah. And then there's you know deck builder. Like, I guess Ultra Pro is probably the biggest one. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I want to see more pay- makers and stuff, kind of putting more minds on it. Yeah, I'll I'll pick your brain about it later. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get into our main phase. We are talking about the sick ass drops that are coming out in 2023 we've already had all will be one we are staring down the like a very aggressive pipeline of uh march of the machines i think that's coming out in two weeks after this drops maybe three uh it comes out april 21st 21st okay so like about four weeks from right now yeah we're about a month out great because we're gonna start spoilers next week yeah and then a couple weeks after that march of the machines aftermath which is yeah. a smaller limited set, which it has is oh, packaged three weird. Weeks, three yeah. weeks after that. Yeah. Oh, so it's not like a full secondary set. No, it's a smaller set. And then also kind of harkening back to like when they, before they made the changes with Ravnica block. Of they like, did like a block the set. Site, you know, where they would have like one big and then two small or two big mm-hmm. and then one small. Um, so, and also they're packaging the packs of this differently where it's like five card packs or something. Uh, and the battles are going to be in there and stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. There's weird stuff happening. And is it March of the Machines or with Aftermath where the Commander decks have plane chase cards? And- oh, I, I I saw the like the spoilers for like the plane chase stuff. I it must be Aftermath. I can't imagine yeah, they sure. would put it into like a, a standard set or at least a. I think I think they're packaged with the Commander decks. Oh, for yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah you think you're right. Yeah. So are they? I guess ultimately, you know, this is perspective. We're just sort of like uh, during this episode, we're going to be sort of speculating on what these sets could contain based on what we know at the at the moment. Yeah, we've seen two sets this year. We kind of see what they're thinking for this next set coming up here, and you know, we're ha- we're having some great revisiting of other sets that we really love too coming down the pipeline. So there's a lot to speculate on. 
Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do commander decks for the... Are you talking like the plane chase being com- with the commander decks for Aftermath? Yeah, because uh, oh. I know they're definitely pack- being packaged with the commander decks. And I, I just didn't I know see. for which set. Okay, right, so right, some yeah. commander decks are coming with plane chase cards at some point this yeah. year. Yes. Okay, interesting. I've actually never played plane chase before. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. I'm down to try it out. I do have a question about this. The Aftermath, is this going to be a standard legal set in addition to Mom straight up? Yeah. Interesting. I am pretty sure. I, I believe it is, and I think the reason for it being a smaller set is not just fitting in the release schedule, but because it is more mechanically complex. Okay, I see. With the whole battle introduction. Yeah, okay. So. I wonder, is there going to be like a whole new like draft gameplay style? As you said, it's like a five-card pack. You know, Is it so much more focused around battling? Now, Like the draft itself is like setting up battles you don't need that many cards to make it happen yeah i have to imagine it's gonna be a super interesting draft format yeah definitely interested to try this out yeah so it turns out that aftermath is going to like you said five cards per pack and they're called epilogue boosters that uh mm. and then they're also going to be having collectors boosters and the big the big note on this that no one really knows what is going on is that this is where magic or at least Wizards of the Coast, is going to show the player base how the multiverse of magic has fundamentally changed forever. That is the tagline with, okay. the, with the set. Okay. Just based off of like the storyline of how magic has changed? And and mechanically. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. So like battles being a thing is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's why it's mysterious. You're like, whoa, how could this game that I've known for so long change? Guys, well, they're probably hyping it up the exact correct amount and not, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like plane chase is now part of standard. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, this, my thing is just like, I get that this battle thing is going to be completely different, like play style, but just every set have to have every different, skew of products that are all completely different than the set before it yeah it is actually exhausting it must be exhausting for the people coming up with this just come up with four different types of products that you can sell us every time i just don't see why it has to be different i like i get the whole malcolm gladwell thing offer them more options and you'll never be making more money but i just like i just don't understand where this is it just comes to like product fatigue and like honestly customer confusion like like People just buy the wrong shit, not knowing what packs have what. You know, if you're just going to a shop and you haven't done all of this research on the most recent set, and you're like, "I'm trying to get this," and you just like you buy five of these packs of you know whatever, and just oh, I'm sorry, that's only in the other premium pack or whatever. Yeah, I mean, opening packs themselves is a gamble. You shouldn't have to like gamble on your gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's a lot of like going like going through if you're ripping packs or whatever let's say of all will be one and you're going through and then you play against somebody who has the oil slick uh elish norn and you're like oh my god i have an elish norn where did you get that one and they're like well you have to get it by going to your local lgs and pre-ordering a complete edition bundle and then there's one pack and yeah one pack there's only a uh, uh how many oil slick cards were in there two two per pack two oil slick cards and then there's a chance you get the elish norn there if you don't get it it's one hundred and forty dollars. 
Yeah, that's pretty like, spot on. Yeah. Like there's there's a like almost an achievement sense to it where you're like playing a video game and you see a guy with a skin that you've never seen before. Right. It's exactly that. That's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my god, where do you get that skin? I was like, oh, he was part of that event in 2018. <laughs> uh, it was a very exclusive. Or it's yeah. a free to play game, but he spent three hundred dollars yeah. on it. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> tons of DLC in Magic, but a lot of it is uh, purely. Uh, cosmetic horse armor. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. literally. Yeah, this very it harkens back to that that first DLC that Skyrim did, where it was like thirty dollars for horse armor. Mm. Like, <laughs> so when yeah. I yeah when I prospectively buy like premium versions of cards, that's all I'm doing is I'm buying horse armor that hopefully they won't reprint again, so that it increases in value. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Full circle. Sucks to say it, right? Full fucking yeah. circle. <laughs> Feels good. I don't know if we're ever yeah. getting sponsored by, you know, <laughs> Car Kingdom or people that sell magic cards. I just can't <laughs> wait to be like, wow, that's some good horse armor. Where'd you get that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just next episode. Hey, shout out to Card Kingdom, TCG player. Make sure you're spending every last paycheck on cardboard. It is the best thing you can be doing. I'm doing it. Chris is doing it. Evan's doing it. You should be doing it. But Card so you're Kingdom. not even lying. We actually are still... <laughs> We still do it for yeah. as much we're talking about. <laughs> Nobody should be fucking doing it. I got cards in the mail today. <laughs> Guard Kingdom, home of the world's best horse armor. <laughs> All right. Moving on. We did the aftermath thing right after aftermath. Right after. I, I hope there are aftermath cards in aftermath. Like that, they sh- that should be something. Well, that, that actually be kind of lit. Right? Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle Earth. Oh, hell yeah. We have most of an episode about it. We know. We know Chris is freaking hyped about it. And after that episode, man, I'm actually kind of fucking hyped about it. I want to play this battle box you're doing. Yeah. I want to draft this fucking thing. After we recorded that episode, I went on Amazon and pre-ordered two more collector's packs. (laughs) Let's go. Just felt good. Just felt good in the moment. You're you're in that Willy Wonka mode right now. You want that golden ticket. I do. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the whole one ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, I want the cool, like for this battle box... I want it to be bling the fuck out. Yeah, you know? totally. I love that. So is your goal just going to be four commander deck vibes for that? Yeah. Yeah. And then yep. just like all the lands are going to be those like Middle Earth foil lands. Yep. Uh, I love it. So I, And it's not going to be the the commander pre-cons. I'm, I'm going to build four different ones. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this releases on June 23rd of 2023. This is straight to modern. That is that is confirmed. Mm-hmm. It is a set okay. that is releasing straight to modern. And based on what we've seen so far, the power level seems pretty actually appropriate for that. It yeah. seem, it's it's not Modern Horizons three, which a lot of people were were speculating on Reddit. No. Like, I think it's was, MH two point five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because like people on Reddit, a lot of them were speculating. Oh, are they, they going to complete the fetch cycle reprints? Are they going to do this? Do this? Yeah. No, and they, obviously, Wizards no. was never going to do that. But they didn't. You know, because they're printing it into modern and Why? the big set. Of course, it's going to have a decent power level. They yeah. want people yeah. to play it. They want people to buy it. Like, if they don't show up in decks, then nobody's going to go buy those packs to open those cards. Yeah, you think there's like, do you think there's shocks in this, or do you think they just go back to fetches? And there's no. Uh, no, they've shown. Uh, I I don't know because they have uh, already. We've seen previews of some of the dual lands that are in the thing but i don't know if those are full cycles like we haven't seen enough oh, to, to right. determine that you right. know or if there's other shocks you're talking like the, the mount doom cycle kind of it. potential cycle yeah, yeah. like the mount yeah doom i mean but I, it it could make sense to reprint shocks in here like they gotta if they're if they're trying to avoid reprinting fetches 
um, because of the shuffling aspect yeah. and how that interacts with gameplay. The you know the next most optimized land you can have is a shock. Right. I and mean, yeah. they've shown the willingness to reprint those pretty frequently. I don't yeah. think they're gonna do it. I just don't. I don't think they'll buy. Take the like, bite the bullet on it. I would love it because I would buy a bunch of shocks, but mm. I just don't think they're going to do it. That being said, I do think the like the pain lands. I'm a huge fan of like pain lands with the upside. So like that seems to be if they do in fact do this whole cycle with Mount Doom and then whatever the other few cards they had on there was. But um, I got no problem with that if it, it enters untapped. It has I think it has a colorless option. Or no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It, this it, is the ones that are just straight up. You have to take the damage. Straight pain. I don't. I don't necessarily mind that, especially in modern. It's super aggressive format, and it's never. It's you're paying your life on your lands regardless of what you do. Right. Um. Sometimes having that upside on that last ability is just what changes the game. We said all the time with Celestial Colonnade and stuff like that. Mm. Any of those man lands have been really taking over. Well, yeah. You look at uh, even cards like. Uh, Cave of the Frost Dragon and stuff like yeah, that. that you think like five, yeah, you think like five mana is too high of a cost. No. Uh, no it comes to, up all the time. No, in a stalled out game, yeah. you're going to be sitting you're there both top deck every mode? turn so yeah, if you think waiting Mount, for it. Yeah, if you think Mount Doom is like too far out at seven mana, like, nah. yeah, you'll, you'll get there. It'll come up. Yeah, it'll come up every once in a while. Uh, notably, the products for this set. Please, uh, yes, because we're going to have to figure out every different pack variation for each one of these sets. Yeah, there's draft set, set booster, and an account, or and collector's boosters. Of course. Uh, Jumpstart as well. <sighs> yep. Commander decks and accompanying secret layers. So, yes. uh, Oh, I will be buying those secret layers. Uh, Sight unseen. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I think this is one where I think you're right. I don't even need to see it, and I think I'm pulling the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to be a special experience insofar as, you know, you can describe something in Magic as a special experience with this product, <laughs> Deluge. Uh, but, like, you know, it's an IP that I'm super hyped about, other people uh, are super hyped about, and then you have a full set being printed with, you know, dedicated art, and, like, it can... You know, it's going to have cards that are playable in other formats, as well as if you just want that, you know, battle box experience, it's going to be good for that, too. I, I think I, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think my fear initially was that I didn't think they were going to be able to do it justice because mm -hmm. they've been fumbling the bag so hard, yes. like leading up to it, where I'm like, you guys aren't even building like a balanced experience for your players. And you're now you're just going to take one of the biggest IPs in the world. Right. And try to like. I mean, they sh they showed with the Warhammer decks that they could do it. Yeah, they yeah, did. Hundred yeah. percent. That's a, a big part of the, like the way those performed. What changed my perspective on mm -hmm. this? So you, like, they're showing that they are clearly putting their efforts towards universes beyond, and maybe not on some other stuff that they should be. <laughs> yeah, standard, uh, modern, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's exciting that this is being printed into modern. I think as far as. Um, their their marketing and their sales like strategy this is the best way to do it mm. because you're now hitting we all saw how like uh modern horizons like how how high those sales were because it was just pure gas right first one gas second one gas this one which is essentially our modern horizons three uh it's just gonna sell like fucking hotcakes and now that they've decided to print the golden ticket it, it just says okay so there is not going to be a single collector's booster that is not bought every single one will be bought yeah. you know like they will they will be tucked away you know it's like I, I i want that golden ticket to be in a box forever some perspective yeah you know like reseller but i think if you were not to open all of your boxes right 
how much how much are uh as a single collector's booster box uh the regular bundles are 50 the uh collector's booster i think is 60 i I mean that was the initial uh, like pre pre pre-order price sure so imagine buying it for 60 for single booster no not for a single booster for the the bundles Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you get what? One or two collectors? Oh, uh, you get eight packs. Eight packs plus a collectors booster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, eight, eight set boosters, and yeah. then yeah, yeah. I see. So imagine spending the sixty bucks on the collectors booster thing. This card is not found for four years, and then all of a sudden, people are buying these at six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven hundred. That's I mean, that's real because the price of that one card, you know, not sight unseen or damaged probably pristine condition would be in the five hundred thousand dollar range yeah i i mean i don't know how safe it is to speculate on this because like with the phyrexia complete bundles people you know that was the first time wizards tried to do an alternate product with the bundles yeah and definitely people were hyped on it and leading up to the release there was a lot of hype on it and now you know there's a couple oils like mythics that are decent the basics are decent. But Price did kind of fall out on a lot of those. Yeah. 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 You know, it was a new product that people were hyped on. Um, and, you know, with Lord of the Rings, I think the big thing is, well, is is someone going to open it? The the one ring? Mm-hmm. And then what happens then? Then if you speculated on it, I think the price isn't going to plummet, but it's not going to be, you know, that great investment that initially was. Right. I, yeah, that's a fair point. If someone pulls the ring, those... Perspective, those perspective boxes. I mean, they're not down. valueless as right. long as the rest of the set's good. Right, you know? right. But yeah, it, it's just that you know the the my imagination and my fantasy brain wants to say it's never found. Those boxes become crazy expensive because people are just trying to hunt that one fucking card. Mm-hmm. No, it's just going to be. Uh, I forget the Willy Wonka reference the characters, but the the rich girl, her daddy. It's just going to be that where he has a factory of minimum paid workers just cracking collector boosters until they find it veruca veruca yeah it's gonna be veruca (laughs) veruca salt uh next product commander masters coming out august 4th of 2023 announced in february uh this has like pretty much just the same accompanying sets we're getting we're getting decks it's draftable set again draft format is a little bit different uh you actually you know it's like what 16 cards and you pick two cards oh because you make it the commander decks yeah Yeah, 60 cards but you pick two uh yes you pick two cards yeah out of each pack and uh we're getting some really spicy reprints here i think everyone's very very excited for a jeweled lotus reprint and the not so excited for an ur dragon reprint it's just at this point um feels printed into the dirt i mean it's it's price did go up again like after that last one yeah, but it still I, baffles me it's still like oh okay like fine yeah like one is a jeweled lotus the only other time we've got an alternative version in the best art by far it's fucking incredible and then you get like a dragon yeah well, i mean people love dragons people love dragons. It's a five color command that is true that's true but like we haven't actually seen a ton of spoilers come out for this set just kind of what the box toppers are looking like um do we get any other cards uh, I mean, there were a few. I can't. There's a few. I mean, but, I feel like the 
the Remember. commander sets sell the commander master sets sell themselves. They don't need. Oh yeah, you know. Hype. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like when we start seeing the spoilers, I think we are going to see like a mother load of of great. Maybe hope I'm hoping great reprints. Like yeah, that's what this set should be for. The whole bit is like, hey, here's some new art on some really expensive cards. That right. You're, Already, yeah, and new arts is yeah. gonna be great. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is not even modern legal. This is not modern legal. No, not modern legal. This is uh, this is where your perspective, fierce guardianship, exactly, and, like your deflecting SWAT come back around. I want to see this commander cycle reprints. Yeah, like after you've just spent all of your hard earned savings on the Lord of the Rings set trying to get the One Ring, uh, Commander's Masters comes out or Commander Masters comes out and it's going to be begging you to spend a little bit more just to get those reprints oh yeah i think this is that moment oh this i'm saving is, my money for this this is that moment where you get the furious guardianship again you get and not only do you get it you get a chance to get it in foil and you chance never in foil yeah yep you get a chance to get it in a borderless foil you know there's, you know what's coming there's all these products like all these cards that make waves uh in the game that we love we love like in this format that we love are going to be seeing a lot like just new styles it gives you that chance like we said uh you know you get to basically just craft your own flavor in your decks just through the artwork itself this one this is going to give you more options yeah you're gonna have to shell out for some of them oh yeah expensive as hell to open this up oh totally but you know you could maybe see like you know maybe a new force of will like we're we're talking this kind of level of reprints with new arts and stuff yeah we'll see we'll see what kind of uh man if they put force will in here again that'd be wild they just want everyone to have a copy of that yeah yeah i mean so expensive all the time it's 85 minimum yeah and it's yeah minimum it's already raising like almost 100 just for like main non-foil yeah so we just got a mana vault reprint we got mana crypt does mana crypt make it here mana crypt came out in double masters 2020 20 the second one no the first one first one yes that's right because mana vault came out second. yes uh so it's been a minute actually since i've had a good mana crypt reprint I w- staples print them in hell do it yeah i would yep. love an extra one i would love to be able to pick up one uh that's how i got my last one was honestly just cracking packs i think of i had pulled one that was fantastic of uh double masters it's gotten to be an unrealistic into an unrealistic price range right now it's two hundred dollars yeah. do you want a mana crypt it's going to cost you $200. Yeah, and we're getting... Not only are we getting the point... We've gotten to the point where Commander is the most prevalent format. Everybody wants to play it. Everybody wants the cards that go along with that. But in addition to that, more and more people are showing a curiosity in competitive Commander. We're seeing that like you know more tournaments are popping up. More content creators are coming out with this kind of content. And there are tons of views to back them up. Yeah, and, and two, if the... You know, the difference between competitive and not competitive a lot of time is just fast mana. It's and if all that stuff the is reserve list, yeah. mana base, fast mana. Yep. I think you get a Thassa's Oracle reprint here too. That'd be great, man. Because where else does that come up, really? Yeah, I think you get a couple combos like printed in the set that you could potentially build. Oh, I love that. And, if they were smart about that. Yeah. The thing is, is, like you said, more people are becoming curious about competitive commander because eventually when we all play this game long enough you do anything long enough you start wondering how high the ceiling is yeah like and it's it it is our just natural curiosity as human beings and so you start looking at strategies and ways to make your deck stronger and you look online and you see there's a plethora of resources uh the uh cdh deck database is a great one if you don't it's a great place to start yes like there's a lot uh and they have great explanations their primers are good um but this is going to 
this is this set I feel like is going to bolster the competitive commander community and push people further in that direction if they they're just if you get together with your friends and you do this draft you're now going to have access to cards right. that are more or less staples in a competitive decks yeah i like I really, really hope they take this to heart as like a, a great opportunity to reprint a lot of cards that usually have a, time, a hard time getting reprinted because they can't fit in a lot of these formats, right? Like a lot of these commander-specific cards. So if they actually take that and like use this as an opportunity to give us some meaningful reprints and drop the prices on it, then people will have that ability to access this. Because these cards have only been printed one time three years ago, you know, Dockside before the last uh, reprint here, um, it was like either you were there at the right time or you shelled the fuck out because you are a dedicated CDH player, but that doesn't really leave a gap for anybody who's curious to dip their toe in it to like kind of get their cards on some gas or get their hands on some gas cards. Yeah. And competitive commanders had a bad reputation for a long time. So hopefully this just like wipes that slate clean yeah. because people will now be playing with those cards. Yeah. It feels super gatekeepy if like they just... Oh, every card you needed came out 20 years ago, and they all cost $300 a piece. Yeah, they're, or at least they're over 40. Like, name a sane Magic player who's willing to just snap decision by a $40 card because they need it for their deck. Like, right. I'm tired of being that person. Uh, yeah, I, I we definitely used to be that people. I don't do not think we're those people. I snap bought a Judge Foil land tax because I thought it was what I needed for a deck, and I didn't want to get the shitty non-foil land tax. <laughs> but now you have a sick <laughs> Judge Foil land tax, bro. I do, I do. Um, the next set coming out, we have Wilds of Eldraine. Yes, dude. Isn't there the uh, Doctor Who before that? Uh, it comes uh, out after it. Oh, okay. it after. never mind. Never mind. A little preview. Yeah, Eldraine is uh, like fall Q3. Got it. Uh, Commander decks for Doctor Who's Q4, uh, along with Lost Caves of Ixalan. Mm. Yeah, we uh, we actually don't have an exact release date for this. No. It is literally, it is just quarter three. Q3. There's still, yeah, there's still some speculation on like uh, supply chain that they're they're concerned about they just don't know when it's going to come out exactly hmm. fair enough yeah i uh, mean magic uh they'll be releasing uh, a product every couple months reliably yeah yeah so don't uh, worry you can spend your money you're not gonna be waiting too long regardless of what goes on yes right. yeah uh okay so uh wilds of eldraine this is coming back we have i mean eldraine was just one of the original Eldraine was one of the most notably powerful sets in all of Magic's history. Especially a standard legal set. Great yeah. standard Just environment. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. The I Oko. Mean, and- no, there's, I mean, post-Oko ban. Post-Oko ban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say that like this is the time that really made me fall in love with Magic. I loved this set, and I was like still a pretty new player and maybe playing for like a few months, but I'd never really paid attention to like the actual cycle of new releases and stuff. It was just kind of whatever Evan had that, you know, that I was familiar with at the time. So when new sets started coming out, this is the first one that really grabbed my attention and really sunk my teeth into it. And it's been great. I'm glad it was this one because there's been so many cards that have just stuck with me throughout my commander career or my whole magic career. Like there are so many decks and, and supportive cards that came from the set that I just had no idea about first. Yeah, song. Re- regardless of how much of a Nazi Seb McKinnon is, uh, Whoa. that what? 
That's a fair accusation. No, it was just a hard hard transition. I mean, yeah. <laughs> was that, not expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh the artwork he did for El Drain was stunning. Oh uh, well, I was thinking about this because I knew we were play having mat. this conversation. Playmat you have. I was using my playmat with the El Drain art and I bought it because of that. Like I loved El Drain and I, the it was some some of the best magic art, and it still is some of the best magic art. It just happens to be made by a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're leaning into it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I figured we're here. I'd yeah. give him a little hand. He already made his last card. <laughs> Called Farewell. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Seb. Uh, so this is actually, it's funny because this set is our first breath of fresh air after this whole story arc of March of, Machine, or March of the Machine happens. They're taking kind of like a six-month break from like uh i guess narrative yeah narrative sets you know yeah because they built this whole thing up this is sort of like that war of the spark moment that they're having Mm. and Mm. they're uh you know they're just this is that you know like we we, we've all had our fucking butts clenched like going into this like march march of the machine and now this is a time where we can all relax and uh just enjoy a set for its like for honestly for its environment so is this like, the end of this story arc is going into March of Machines and then Aftermath is in fact the epilogue of it and then we're yeah. Dunzo? And then yeah. Dunzo. Oh, we're, okay. we're, we're in like an in-between period where I the see. next threat hasn't been established that's going right. to be you know three or four year arc. This that, is the uh, yeah. <laughs> the post-Thanos uh, Avengers yeah, yeah. territory yeah. that Marvel is just drowning in right now. Yeah, let's just hope that Wizards doesn't drown in it. Yeah. I was going to make the same reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wizards of the Coast is definitely more nimble and can uh, navigate this better than Marvel. I'm yeah, sure. hopefully yeah. Uh, Wizards doesn't uh, find their Jonathan Majors. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. fucking topical. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hey. well, he has not been proven guilty yet. Let's I give, mean, let's, let's give ooh, him a chance. Yeah, sure. Not proven guilty, but yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. it doesn't seem good. No, it does not for look sure. good it, for him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm hyped about Wilds of Eldraine. I actually thought, like, the story-wise, like there was still going to be some Phyrexian nonsense, but uh, I guess I'm excited to see kind of how the, uh, the whole thing wraps up and let Eldraine be Eldraine. Yeah, I mean, Eldraine had a sta- had a uh, short story in the uh, lore stuff, lore drop for March of the Machine, and it seemed uh, like there is some tumult. Like a lot of things uh, are going to be different when we return oh, there. I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you kind of get a little bit of perspective in that through March of the Machine because we're seeing a pair of uh, well-known Eldraine characters teaming up on a card, and it is Torbran and Rankle. Mm-hmm. So they're going to yes. be a Rakdos legendary creature that teams up. So we're at least We know that they at least step foot into Eldraine. Eldraine is part of this like realm breaker storyline that they're mm-hmm. doing right now that they're telling a story about. Um, so... If you guys are reading the March of the Machine story right now, you will get a little bit of insight into what they're going for with Wilds of Eldraine. Hmm. Um, and we'll get more of that in Aftermath, I think. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But, That's uh, tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there will be a little bit of like lean into it, you know, yeah. like to like sort of like uh, smooth everything out. Yeah, help that transition a little bit to post post mom. We haven't seen the death of Oko on camera, so uh, there's a good chance that Oko returns here in some form. Can he just be like two mana yeah. and have three more activated abilities? Yes. <laughs> it, he uh, he pongifies things. Yeah. He pongifies. I think it would just push him a little bit. Yeah. I think he would be playable. Okay. So let's let's say for fantasy custom magic, two mana Oko, green and a blue, plus, plus four, uh, pongify something. Plus four. <laughs> plus four. Plus <laughs> four. 
Uh, Ward loyalty five. Ward seven. Yeah. <laughs> ult is nineteen though. You got to go okay. neg nineteen to ult him. Takes six extra turns. Or he's super sexy and he's neg sixty nine to fucking ult. Neg six because there's a six pack, bro. Yeah. Woo! Uh. <laughs> all right, Eldraine. Uh, it, it it's honestly very exciting. I yeah. loved like the showcase stuff they yeah. did. Uh, if they return to that style of artwork again, oh, I I'm, hope so. Oh, I'm all for it. I'm I would I will buy a bunch. But they're doing in a lot of unique artworks and a lot Lately, of unique yeah. showcase stuff for all of these sets coming out. And um, yeah, that's it's really exciting. Uh, I will say with all the pro- there's tons of product fatigue, and I hate that. But because of like all the alternative options. But I will say with like the alt arts that they do for the sets, I think they've been fucking crushing it. Like the art design and art direction on them has been really, really cool. And I like that they're matching them. I like that with March of the Machine since we're mashing up all these different planes. Now, like you're going to see like eight different frame treatments in one set, which is going to be absolutely ludicrous, but kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, the uh, Galta frame actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, they all look crazy and they're all different because they're like all matching their vibes. I love that. Uh, but I am, I love that they. I love fall, right? And I love that they do these like fall sets. Like last time we had uh, the double Innistrad following right into Ooh, that okay, double yeah. feature. And like I did it. And like I, I think we did multiple drafts and then the double feature draft. And it was sick as fuck. Evan and I both pulled Meat Hook Massacres. Um, At the same double feature. Yeah, it was actually insane, bro. And uh, and I love that we are not only getting to go back to Eldraine, but we are doing it in the fall. So I get that eerie, spooky vibe. It's going to be so great. Yeah, don't worry, listeners. We sold those fuckers as soon as we could. Oh, yeah. I sold it way before it hit its peak value. Don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got two more products to get through before we can walk away from here. We're getting towards the end of our rope. Uh, Doctor Who Commander decks. uh, Fans of the show are going to get some pretty tasty cards here. There haven't been too many spoilers, but we do know we're getting a Fractured Identity card, which is going to be very, very flavorful. Uh, Ever played Fractured Identity? Uh, different mm-hmm. type of dork. I don't know anything about Doctor Who. So. Uh, Same. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not really a Doctor Who dork either. Um, I'm excited to see what they do because it's a lot of universe. Okay, like, yeah. Like yeah. War- time travel stuff. Um, let's see. They're getting... Oh, they're doing a premium commander deck. So same with as Warhammer 40K. Okay. And Does it say search foil or do we, do we not know? Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah. I, hope I mean, something different they're things. not going to leave money on the table, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is a this is a product. It's a commander, yeah, exclusive product. It is the decks to celebrate Doctor Who's 60th anniversary. Uh, they will have yeah these decks, the premium versions, and it looks like they're doing a universes beyond collectors boosters for this set. Gross. So um, there will be accompanying secret layers as well. I mean, if, if everything th- comes with two secret layers, don't worry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. if <laughs> one to start it, one to finish it. Yep, you get the showcase, <laughs> showcase secret layer. Yeah. I don't know, man. If if you love Doctor Who, same deal. Yeah, battle ba- build a battle box out of this. We are Short truly satisfying. Yeah, yeah, I think we are truly in an opt in or opt out magic world. You just you cannot keep up with the barrage of products. It's like you yeah. love Doctor Who, get it. You don't. Don't even pay attention to it. Like Ritter's going all in on Lord of the Rings. I'll show up for Commander Masters and Eldraine. Evan's going to be here for Exhalen. I think it's just at the point where you really got to pick or choose. Because unless you're a fucking millionaire. Yeah. No way to keep up with all the products. Yeah. Nor should you. Like it takes a lot of space. Like I organized my collection a couple weeks ago. And even just like, par- you know, not buying uh, boxes and opening packs and that sort of stuff. And like limiting how much I do that. 
and just like occasionally just dropping a shoebox worth of commons right in, in, in the lobby of my play. apartment building and like giving them away still just takes up too much physical volume uh in my world yes yeah yeah i'd, I'd like i'm at the point where i'm like i just want to throw these bulk like the bulk in the garbage mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this and you leave a comment, I will send you a hundred bolt cards <laughs> yeah. and a Mockstar sticker. Ooh, a little uh, twofer. A little yeah. bit, spice it up a little bit. I am slightly haunted by the one time I left a shoebox for a bulk uh, in the lobby of my apartment building, and there were like 20 far seeks in there, Ooh. which hadn't uh, uh, accumulated value yet at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Commander wasn't really a yeah. that big thing yet. This was uh, back in like 2016. Hold on to all the cards you will ever yeah. have. They will be worth something in the future. Be a hoarder. All right, let's roll into the last product of 2023. Yes. This is the Lost Caverns of Exhalen. And I know everyone wants to, you can criticize me for how I say it. Phonetically, if you look at it, it is Exhalen. Exhalon, it sounds like I'm drinking tea. I, you know, I was like, I don't would know, you man. like some tea with your Ixalan? The only person I've ever heard criticized on how you pronounce this word is you. No, yeah. it's all my YouTube <laughs> uh, my YouTube followers on Call Me Commander. Whenever I say Ix, Ixalan, they're like, it's actually Ixalan. Oh, okay, Buddy, so this, this is where... This place is made up. I think you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> it's Ixalan! Okay. No, it's Ixalan. Sure. <laughs> Friends. Anyway, yeah, it is... It, yeah. Uh, this is a sort of uh conquistador like aztec mayan uh plane so in the first exhalen we saw pirates dinosaurs uh vampires conquistadors and merfolk river druids that's right merfolk was part of that too yeah and they're now sort of the front runner for a lot of the artworks like that yeah and i mean wizards have shown that they're keeping their eye on uh merfolk and like they've been kind of gassing them up the last year i'd say maybe this is that set where really kind of like they step into the forefront as some you know competitively supported options have you heard of mercurial spell dancer it's actually a pretty sick card dude (laughs) most notably uh this entire set will be happening underground there won't be a single card that happens on the surface of the plane what's happening on the surface of the plane I mean, Phyrexia is there if you're reading the stories. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like they're going to be honest. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they're going to unfurl everything. <laughs> they have been pretty decent during I, the cycle. Actually. I'll get to it. I'll definitely yeah. read them. I yeah, just haven't been keeping up. They're like short stories, too. They're like definitely like three or four pages of okay. actual book. I definitely feel yeah. very behind on lore at this point. Yeah, it's, <laughs> honestly, not to get too far off, but the stories have been pretty good this cycle. They put, you know, they did a decent job of not just like you know, being like, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened, but actually like expanding on moments and having weight to moments. There mm-hmm. were some uh, touching Tamiyo Nashi moments in one of the Whoa, stories. Whoa, you know? my boy Nash? Yep. Yes, yeah, so there was some good stuff worth reading if you okay. have some time to kill. All right, but yeah. I will definitely read it. I yeah. think as a whole, Wizards as a company is not doing my favorite stuff, but their whole directive, like writing art side of things, I think they've been crushing. Oh, we love this. This last year has we're been... We're always talking about like we're shitting on Wizards, but then, but by the way, the set design and the creative aspect of it, yeah. you're crushing that. Like, Capenna yeah. was such a vibe for me. I loved that. Like, just everything's so tasteful. Like, everything hits right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's still plenty of things we love yeah yeah for sure that's where i'm finding joy i bet q1 or q2 2024 we see another uh return to capenna set based based on the stories that we've been seeing Mm. so yeah uh this set um we're we're hearkening back to vampires dinosaurs merfolk everything is that was there is still going to be there uh we've now we can take 
what we know about the things that are happening in March of the Machine and sort of like speculate on that. We know we're probably not getting a Galta uh, reprint or a Galta character card in this uh, due to what happens in the story. And um, <laughs> uh, we did also see in the artwork of March of the Machine a Phyrexianized Itali. So we're probably yes, getting dude. another Itali card. Hyped for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm really excited. I'm glad we're getting that sooner than having to wait for this for a follow-up Itali card. Right. I definitely think they're throwing some love to dinos this year, too, for sure. Um, I think there's speculation of um, a possible reprint of Zakama in the Commander Masters because he's showing up on some of the artwork. Let's go. Yeah, it's like this, like like just outline of a dinosaur head three times in different colors. It looks uh, hot. Best dinosaur commander, bar none. Yeah, I think he's uh, definitely cooler than uh, Galta. But it, I'm hyped to see this Phyrexian Natali. If I get some, you know, dinosaur pay to life bullshit, I'll put some together. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and this set is just coming with like your standard. What you're seeing now for standard sets. It's just that again. It's that. It's, it's forty different products, two secret layers, four commander yep. decks. Yeah, collect your boosters. Different products. Yep. Hey man. Yep. Make, make more, sell more. Don't buy them. <laughs> I mean, don't buy them. But at the same time, I say it all the time. I love opening packs. It just feels good. Mm-hmm. And having different types of packs to open, as stupid as it is, <laughs> it it just a little bit more dopamine. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. I like, think as long as you're just smart about it, there's nothing wrong with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like. You know, my fiance loves scratchers and she yep. doesn't go crazy, but she buys like the $1 scratchers maybe every couple of weeks and we'll get two of them and yeah. just like the, the satisfaction of scratching them regardless of what you get. So like if you go with that mindset of pack opening and you just happen to pull some sick cards every now and then, that's great. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I, uh, I'm excited for this one. I really am. This is probably my most uh, excited, uh, my most, I'm looking forward to this the most. Yeah. Um, I, it's one of the sets I really fell in love with. Really, sort of like anchored my deep love for Magic. In, You're a Dino Boy, Xalan. So yeah, it's great that each of us has a set coming out this year that we're super fucking hyped on. Oh, that yeah. is actually very, very true. Because we started out this year like ah, Dominaria remastered, nothing to oh, be excited about yeah. besides some new art. <laughs> you know, very I don't think accurate. Any of us were into uh, Brothers War or Phyrexia All Will Be One that much in terms of like. You know, just being hyped for it. Yeah, Brothers and Wars draft for draft environment was lit as fuck. It was. It was. Dra- yeah, but all yeah. we won, I cannot say the same. Yeah. No. 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 That was awful. Yeah, but you know, I've got Lord of the Rings. Jordan has Eldraine. You've got Exhalen. We all like, got Commander Masters. I'm guessing. Yeah, we all got Commander Masters. None of us have Doctor Who. Like <laughs> <laughs> completely out on that. No. But for those of you that love it, get on it. Yeah. So. On that Man, note, this company we shit on constantly still just feeding us. Yeah, yes, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. And we don't plan to stop with the content or shitting on them in the future. Uh, we just hope that they see the good in our conversation and choose to sponsor at some <laughs> point. Yeah, anyways, uh, hey, tell us what you want to no hear. No bad feelings, we'll, we'll Wizards yeah. of the Coast, you all hit us up. Uh, on that note, guys, uh, we have enjoyed your company we are gonna go turn some cardboard sideways it's magic night baby deuces goodbye bye